0: Hey everybody, I just want to let you know that there is a big-time content warning for this episode. Um, We discuss uh, the shooting in Colorado, we discuss a personal tragedy in Ari's life, we fixate a lot on death and on violence against trans people, Um, and... Our improv set in the second half of the episode. Um, while we try to keep it pretty lighthearted, it definitely uh, ends up incorporating a lot of these things that have been on our minds. And so, if you're not in the mood to hear people talking about these heavy topics, and certainly if you're not in the mood to hear people uh, joking about them, um, maybe skip this episode. Um, Yeah. I hope you are uh, safe and supported out there. And thank you all for your support. transgender I hardly know him
1: oh shoot (laughs) oh shoot welcome back baby oh god and all these months later whatever how much time it's been since last time I don't even know because I don't check dates unless it's the ones I'm eating to make sure there's no wasps because dates have wasps in them in case you didn't know
0: well I I check dates uh anytime my monkey keels over and dies I make sure to check the dates
1: in case they're bad dates. Bad dates. <laughs> yes, welcome back. Uh, it has been a while. Lots a has changed. You can tell time has passed because we no longer have beards. <laughs> yes if
0: you if you happen to be seeing this on video which we don't know exactly what we're doing with these videos but um we have shaved our faces we are freshly freshly shaven actually hot off the presses yeah I shaved before sitting down there's
1: never going to be a smoother time than this i I never shave before sitting down I sit to shave I shit to save <laughs> <laughs> when when I realize that my poop is the only thing standing between us and oblivion i am um, i s i spit
0: to pave because my saliva is actually it's so i'm so dehydrated all the time my saliva actually has like uh it's like glue and so <laughs> And I can see you staring off into the distance, rapidly trying to come up with another one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll just keep talking about my saliva until you have one. So it's like glue; I spit on, I can spit on the ground, it immediately starts hardening. Uh, Save well, so much money well, in. Concrete. Well, here's the thing
1: about me, though. It's it's hard. It's scary coming up here and doing improv on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm so intensely in it that it actually makes people they're taken aback because I'm I'm almost I'm almost too courageous. I'm I skit. Too brave. (laughs) Um, So. All right, so
0: we did not just have a bunch of technical difficulties. This was, this is just, I'm just, I'm choosing to segue in this really awkward, strained tone where it's almost like, (laughs) it's almost like five minutes have passed and I have no memory of what we were just talking about. Um, I'm insane. So it's season three. We've been gone a little while. And there's a couple things I want to say here. Uh-oh. The first thing I want to say is you know, we've been I we 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 teased that we were going to sort of try to make this next season of the show about about learning, right? About kind of trying to become more informed. And I've been trying to think of like a name for this arc, like what what this arc is called. I still haven't come up with a great one, but I'm thinking something
1: to the effect of what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, as a fellow fan of Marvel, I also am watching these new shows, being like, "What happened?" I feel like Endgame was a peak, and I feel like we've been on a downward spiral. Oh what the my fuck is god! Happening?
0: Phase four, more like fa- phase bore. <laughs> more like hey snore. More like
1: okay, we're not doing more rhyming games. We just more like just more gonna- like. <laughs> <laughs> this is a more season like of The Rhyming more like, game,
0: more like malaise. More, it's more of a malaise than ever, baby. Oh, more God. like oh,
1: Taze, I implore. I just. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, th- yeah. No, this season is not. This is another rhyming game. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is the what the fuck is going on arc.
0: I'm not I'm not saying that's definitely the the name, especially since what the bleep is going on. I don't want us to be confused with that that pseudoscientific documentary about the water that
1: that talks. But um I don't know about this and I I, I genuinely don't want to. I actually love that there is something horrible in the world that I'm not aware of. That's great. Oh man. That's great. You should... Don't you dare.
0: Okay. Let uh, me have
1: this. Let me have this one oh thing God. I don't know. It's so good. I love not knowing about this bad Just thing.
0: What if water molecules would could respond to human emotion?
1: Oh, so you mean the new Pixar movie, Elemental? <laughs> yeah, it's based on it's based on that documentary. That, that no, that is a documentary. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, it's Ari, Elemental, um, my dear. Watterson. all right. Yeah, uh, so here's the deal, y'all. We make things up, that's what we do, that's in our name, but we also kind of want to know a little bit about what we're talking about. So Charlie has decided, as she does, that she's going to do a little more research. And I have taken on the wonderful role that every podcast must have of the co-host who's just like, wow, I didn't know that. And don't have to do any work at all. But then I then I edit it. So I think it's fair. Um, but yes, Charlie's going to be researching, giving some, like, interesting papers and things that she's read, and I'm going to respond honestly. That's, yeah, that's and we,
0: we've actually already – I've already started.
1: I have a couple. I have yeah, a, we've, we've had Rhyme a Zone open this whole time for all of our games. That's our research. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we're not going to launch into any of those topics today because – and here's the thing. I've, I'm struggling to figure out how to segue to this,
1: Ari. Yeah, uh, I'll do it. Uh, y'all have probably been wondering why we've been gone so long. Well, it started mm-hmm. off being, uh, let's well, take a couple weeks off because it's the end of the season. That then transitioned to, well, it's been a couple weeks. We're pretty busy. We'll decide to be a little bit of a hiatus. It is between seasons. That turned into, well, it's Thanksgiving, and also my sister died. So that uh, that happened. Uh, yeah. My sister. So we
0: need to talk. So, okay. So yeah. let's talk about Thanksgiving.
1: Yes. It's a um. be- the elephant in the room. <laughs> How was our Thanksgiving? Um, yeah, no, here's the thing. I don't like to air my dirty laundry and I don't like to, no, I just don't want to talk about my personal life all that much in that regard. But my sister is, my sister was trans and she was my older sister and she's the one who told me and taught me what being transgender was and was a huge part of why I was able to eventually come out as non-binary was inspired by her. And she was killed in a not wonderful way. Uh, it didn't have to happen. It wasn't like an illness that like happens over time. It was very sudden. Uh, it was very not fun for all of us, as you can imagine. And it's been making me think about my childhood and my upbringing and our relationship. And I think it's worth talking about, you know, how we're doing and how we're yeah. feeling and where we're at. Because, you know... What happened to her involved... There was another... There was a group of people who were... I believe, as far as I'm aware, all of them are transgender individuals who were talking to their landlord and something happened Then my sister was killed. And it's... I can't go into details because that would be foolish of me. It's still kind of going on. I know a lot more details about what's going on, but I'm not going to share them. But what I can say is it's a this what a mood change oh my god uh but yeah it's 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 been a lot it's a lot to think about and it makes you realize you know this community is vulnerable and i can say well, for certain that the cops do not care about the well-being of the other individuals involved who are hurting right now they don't care yes. and it's very obvious you can really see the the damage that the suffering that the trans community and LGBT community in general goes through. And it's worth noting that a couple days after this occurred, uh, there was a shooting in Colorado, which, uh, the one thing, the one aspect to her death that I'm happy with that she didn't have to live to see that. That's the only aspect I'm glad because that, what a horrible thing. And it's been a rough time and it's been very, and it's not like this is a new thing. It's not like hard, terrible things don't commonly happen to the LGBT community in general, it has got me thinking, right, about we 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 talked about serious topics on the show, but to a certain extent, we talked about how we come we're in a pretty privileged position living here where we do in a relatively progressive area with supportive people. And we don't necessarily talk about the darker stuff as often, partially out of, you know, we don't want the show to be a downer, but also it's kind of maybe our responsibility as members of this community who want to be outspoken about our lives and the issues we see to talk about these things because we can't know everything about them. We don't have, I don't have answers to what happened to my sister or what happened to the people in Colorado, but I do have a desire to raise as much awareness as I can about these things and try to understand them as best I can, even if I can't give answers because I'm certainly not an authority on it, but that's, that's 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 the elephant in a room. And now it's out and uh it's it's making those noises and they've trained it how to paint and it's painting horrible things and no one everyone wants to put the elephant back and not have the kids are crying, no one's enjoying the show, it's spraying water on everybody, but the elephant has to stay out. Well, it's painting use the
0: magic feather, use the magic feather. And no use one knows what is happening over and over, and it just I don't know, it's like it's like it's entered some kind of fugue state. Yeah. Uh, it just keeps painting. I'm flying. I'm fly- flying. I'm finally free. Which, which maybe, maybe delusion is the only escape. Anyway, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I want to uh, because here's here's where I'm I'm in a weird position here. I want to first say to the people listening to the show that Ari specifically has asked me to treat this situation with them with a certain amount of humor. I would not be just making <laughs> jokes around this issue if it was not specifically part of oh, how God. they're trying to process um, in case I seem
1: like like an absolutely insane person. A lot of the more serious intimate conversations about this, Charlie and I aren't going to have on a podcast. We've already had. Yeah. This is a place for us to talk about the wider scope and yes, to try to, you know, allow some humor, not about the events at all, but in general, as people, we want to keep ourselves happy too. It's important. So yes, I wanna be clear to anyone we're, we're who's trying worried. to we're not gonna be we're not gonna make light of these things in our humor. I don't want you guys to worry or feel like, oh my goodness, this will be too much for me. There's gonna be jokes, but the jokes in the improv will not
0: <laughs> Just, yeah, I want to be we, clear. We can't worry. Yeah, the improv the improv scene starts like, okay, we cut to the
1: club queue. <laughs> <laughs> They cut to a landlord's office. It's like, no, we're Um, not gonna do that. We're we're here to talk about what's going on. But yeah, anyway, continue.
0: Well, we're not even here to talk about what's going on. Like this episode, we're here to talk about I think we're here to talk about the fact that we don't know what's going on. Like that's what I'm trying to get at, right? It's like what the fuck is happening? Like it's just it's so much. I mean, it was it was a surreal experience to be like witnessing you and your family in mourning and to be
1: kind of Yeah, usually we only hang out in the evening.
0: Trying yeah, to witness you guys in the morning and I was like, wow, like you guys should get out more. Like the (laughs) (laughs) the sun really does a lot for your pallor.
1: And are you just saying that because I'm a brawny?
0: (laughs) The sun does so much for your brown skin. So you you guys, you guys were in mourning. I was, you know, I was mourning with you then suddenly the entire lgbt community was was in mourning collectively and it was very there was something very surreal about having this very personal like connection to these issues that have previously been a step further away from us one thing that i want to say is i want to I want to be honest, right? So I want to talk about the way in which this, all of this was. I want to, I want to like talk about how I've been like selfish this past week, which is that your sister also lived in a pretty, in a progressive state and had a lot of privileges.
1: Yeah. we talked about, yeah, talk about this, but. My mom and I talked about this today, how like part of what went down here is that my sister is someone who has a very strong sense of right and wrong. She was someone who I don't think she she ended up living in a pretty rough part of town. uh, And because she was helping, you know, she was there with a few other people who couldn't afford like a better place. They were figuring themselves out and she was there to help them. And I don't think she realized the extent of how bad things could suddenly be—maybe she did. I'll never be able to ask her, but based on some of the context of what I know, I don't think she even suspected that something like this could happen. And my mom and I were talking about—we, she and I didn't grow up in a state where we were feeling like imminent danger all the time. You know, like there was some I emotional think, fear, but that's different than physical terror,
0: right? And I think you know, we live in an area that has like a lot of like gay clubs, you know, like Club Q. And we live in a in an area where, like, I can dress fairly effeminately and go out in public, and I rarely have any issues. And I think that something that the kind of double punch of what happened in Colorado and what happened to your sister had on me. And, again, I'm just trying to be honest about, like, my own reaction. No, I to want to hear this. it.
1: But believe me, y'all, I've had – I just want to be very clear. I have had th- – two and a half weeks where this has been literally all about my feelings and I haven't really been able to ask Charlie at all how she's felt so please please don't think that this is the first time we've talked about this or that I haven't had my fair share of airing my feelings I've aired so many feelings and this is the first time I've gotten to hear how Charlie's been feeling so don't worry I've I'm doing okay I'm going to a therapist uh I've got an appointment set up I feel like it's like that
0: James A. Caster bit where he's like Y- you know don't worry you guys would not be the first people like 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 if i'm not telling you guys out, like, first trauma, yeah yeah <laughs> but, so yeah um, well, how, how did
1: it because i will well, say well, one it's... thing which is that the weirdness for this one i'll just briefly say was that i yeah. was awake the night that the shooting happened at the previous big gay club shooting in florida i was awake when it happened and i watched it live uh you know hearing what was going on and it was i couldn't sleep it was horrific and but there was a detachment. right it's horrific but, God, we've been through a lot of shootings. And they're all horrible. But there's that sense of, like, well, we're here again. It wasn't like, you know, when you had when you heard Columbine for the first time. And you were, like, in shock and stuff. We've been through so many now that there's a numb sense of horror. This was interesting because yeah. this one, I didn't even, like, realize it had happened until a couple of days later. Because I was so engrossed in grieving about my sister. I wasn't hearing about it. I wasn't noticing. And then when I learned about it afterward, it hit so hard. Even though this one I didn't witness... In any way, personally, or read about what it was happening, but I could easily look at every one of those people and be like, "My," and just put my sister's face on them immediately. Yeah. and it's like, "Oh my god!" Like, so yeah, th- there's a different feeling that in is, this one.
0: That's what happened to me as well. Where like, um, I saw like you know I saw like a picture of Kelly Loving, and I thought about her. Like I thought about her family in a in a way that I'd never been able to before because I was seeing your family going through that, and I think again just in terms of like my personal reaction is that it has vastly increased my own personal sense of th- I am not safe, and there are a million ways in which you and I and especially me are insulated against a lot of the dangers that many of our trans siblings out there are facing. Oh, yeah, it's true. And I mean, I cannot emphasize enough just how vastly like different our lives are. And yet, I mean, there is no world in which a trans body is not A body that is under threat and um i've also been like i'm i'm a person who lives with a lot of irrational fear um because i have uh
1: experienced abuse in my life yeah as have you you can personalize it it's
0: it makes and, it and, easier
1: to compartmentalize, but also makes it easier to empathize. It's a it's a mixed bag, right? I've I've dealt with abuse in my life, and so I, I,
0: I experience this constant sense of being unsafe. I jump
1: out loud noises and so forth. And honestly, um, you already had that a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even is that before, like, I remember I, when we were kids how thunder, oh, oh, you, yes, thunder and balloons growing up. already... So it amplified what was already a fear that was part yeah, of who balloons. you were. Amplified. Fucking balloons.
0: I fucking hate balloons. Can I just say I fucking hate balloons? I haven't had a chance to really like <laughs> use my my platform here. So here's the thing I'm gonna say about balloons. Listen, Bet they you didn't kill think birds. this is where it was they going, ki- did you, y'all? They kill. We told birds. You season three. We told you season three was gonna have bigger takes. They kill birds, and they're they're bad for the environment. They're they're bad for humanity. They're, they terrorize like every room that ha- that is filled with balloons is a room where at least one person is silently suffering because they know it would be embarrassing to let people to ask people not to have balloons. Like I have the amount of times as a kid that I was s- standing in a room. And I could think of nothing else except the fucking balloons and the possibility that they were gonna pop, but knowing that I would be ruthlessly mocked if I said anything. Aww. And I guarantee you, there's one of those kids in every
1: fucking room. And, and then also, what, what? let's well, just not even to throw out there that helium is a limited resource on our planet, which is becoming a problem. For those who don't know, look up the helium shortage. We are, Thank we you. have a shortage of helium, and every balloon is wasting a resource that could go to a much more useful fucking scientific and health. Situation that's being used for like a kid's birthday party.
0: Replace you could re- replace balloons so easily with lanterns. Beautiful orbs filled with light that you can just, I mean, they're it's 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 the same aesthetic, but not as tacky, not as dangerous, not as helium-consuming, and not uh triggering to poor anxiety-filled children's nervous systems. So, yes, I I guess you could say in some ways, I've been traumatized since birth. <laughs> But all I'm saying is
1: that all All I'm saying is that your sister, your experience with your sister, and my experience with balloons, we all have the same. In a way, yeah. In In a a way, way, I I think I have already experienced what long before you, Ari. (laughs) Your sister was kind of like the final balloon.
0: (laughs) But anyway, it has increased my own sense of being unsafe. And um, I am currently living above a an old cantankerous man who uh, has a second Amendment bumper sticker on his car who has come up to our apartment at 11:30 pm to scream at me about hearing sounds, hearing the sounds of us stomping around in our apartment, which, you know, as I, I, I have said many times, like that's just the sound of fat people walking. <laughs> in our apartment and and this man has seen me walking around in a dress and one time he one time he essentially chased me to my car and i basically just like sped up walking and he was like trying to catch up to me and i have no fucking clue what he was trying to do and now i'm like i need to get out of this apartment like dude like i before... mean and you,
1: i think how i mean as as someone who has now experienced someone being lost to not that different situation in the grand scheme of things. I am um, yeah, I, I you need to get out, get somewhere safer, and it goes to show. You can't be like it doesn't matter if a person has experienced their entire life in peace. We live in a country where school children and people at Walmart and people at theme parks and everywhere have to be and people at like country fairs have to be afraid of sudden acts of violence that br- you bring up a really good point and that actually segues to
0: something else I would love to discuss in the in this first episode of our what the fuck is going on arc but before I do I do want to make sure that um my fear of balloons is not the thing we spend the most amount of time talking about <laughs> on the show I want to make sure that even though you've I think in some ways like you've the reason I'm talking so much is cuz Like you said, we've done a lot of processing with you off mic, but I do wonder um, if there are, if there's anything that has been going through your head these past couple weeks that has changed sort of your relationship to your gender experience, to your experience as a person, or even to your experience, even to your relationship with like this podcast and what. Yeah. What kind of things you want to be talking about and what you want. I don't know. You're you're such a you're such a prolific artist. You're a you're you have, you know, you're a, a webcomic writer and you're a musician and you're a podcaster and you're doing all this stuff. And I what have you been thinking in terms of like your how you
1: want to move forward now with your life? Yeah, well, I the first thing I can say is um and I mentioned this to Charlie already, that I was very frustrated because And this is a very silly thing, but it kind of shows the kind of person I am. I was going through the first time I've ever lost someone of this closeness to me. I've lost one other person, but they were in their 60s. They were nearly 70. And their death was very sad, but it's a little of a different experience. My grandmother, who was in her late 90s, and so we were all like, what a lovely life she lived. What a celebration. My sister was 31. Her life was, in many ways, just beginning the way she wanted it to be. And... I always wondered how grief was going to feel, and I was telling Charlie how frustrated I was that every person who described grief as waves is 100% right, and there's no other way to describe it, and there's no, like, I was so like, man, at least now I can write about this experience. Yeah, it's, it's waves. It just comes and goes. Right. You were
0: you were frustrated by the fact that your brain, all your brain could generate was cliches. Yeah. Like, you didn't have, like, original. a new, a new way of. Describing I have no profound way to been. describe
1: what I've lost, other than to say that you know people say cherish the ones you have, but what I would say more than that is cherish the sense of possibility that you have in life. Because when a door closes, you can't open again. My sister never knew I was non-binary. We haven't talked in a couple of years because she's just a bit too busy, and I always meant to tell her. She might have learned from the grapevine. I have no idea. She might have even heard my podcast. But I was. A few weeks before her death, I was thinking about sending her my podcast, and I had it already, right. and then I was like, ah, I'll do it later, and then I just forgot to. Literally just forgot because I have ADHD, and I just didn't think about it. And I'm like, you know, on one hand, the pain would have been a lot worse if we'd been talking recently when it happened, so maybe it's for the best that I didn't open that door right before, because we haven't been talking. So my my daily life hasn't changed all that much, which has helped. Because, you know, we've been in very different places in our lives, different, different states across the country, but... The co- the one-two punch of having my mom listen to the podcast is one of the nicest things to have my mom talking to me about how she's finally starting to understand what I'm going through and learning about it. And it's helped her become a more open person. My podcast has helped change her a lot. She recently said, and as a person who grew up in religion, it's significant that she said this. And I think you will find it significant too. She said, I am tired of allowing religion to make me feel like I have to choose between things or that there's only one way to live or that a person has to be a certain thing because I'm done. And she told my dad on the phone, you know, my very religious father, she was on the phone when I was there and she was saying, I am done judging people. I'm done expecting people to be a certain way. People can be however they want to be. And she already had that in her, but it was the first time it really it hit her. All you can do is accept. And she's always been accepting, but it really hits so many people in the world aren't being accepted. And the pain that that puts on my mom... The thing that comforts me and my mom and my family is that we accepted my sister and she knew that. And that's so good. But this podcast is important for me because I want, I want to be... I, I'm, just, I'm so done with being afraid to talk about who I am and being embarrassed by who I am. And I don't want people out there who feel embarrassed by who they are or feel bad because the privilege of not being afraid. The privilege of who we are is being able to simply be embarrassed by our feelings. That is a privilege. To be, when you are afraid, you don't have time to be embarrassed. You're afraid. I was able to be embarrassed and feel like maybe people would judge me. And now I understand what fear feels like. I'm un- And yeah. now I'm angry.
0: I've been thinking a lot about that too. I mean, your, what you just said generated so many different like, places we could take this conversation and i'm like in that in in that five minutes you just spent talking you basically generated enough talking points that each of those points could be an individual episode like you basically just planned our season like <laughs> because there's a million things i want to say to that i want to i want to f- zero in on like what i think is important for this conversation please do and one thing that you just brought up that I just I have to mention now because I'm I'm I I I I've been it just it's been consuming my mind recently is this idea of like hedonism being this constructed Vice or I guess it's kind of a medley of vices that so oftentimes gets up used like weaponized against like specifically queer people yeah like queer community the the, hedonism is is a is a horrible to me it feels like just this horrible idea where it's like it's this it's a condemnation of pleasure and like that's because essentially that's what hedonism is right it's it's the seeking of pleasure and one of the reasons that queer people are considered to be so dangerous to like the sort of normative whatever fucking patriarchal structure of society is that hedonism pleasure seeking is something that like queer people do because like why the fuck not like considering like how horrible our like like our lives can be and how horrible society treats like queer people why not try to like live in the moment and like be happy and so like queer people tend to be much more open about about sex and there tends to be like more of a when you when you get to know like the queer community there's a lot of just like yeah going out and partying and clubbing and like taking drugs and like you know to alter your mind and and sex and sex and a lot of sex and there's a lot more there's it's more common for queer people to be poly at least it seems to me um and I feel like the way that, like, pleasure is has become its own almost form of resistance against, like, this sort of awful, puritanical, yes, uh, you, often very religious-based judgment is really interesting. But it's also, like, that's – people get – people are getting punished for it, right? Like, the, there's a reason that – the shooting happened at a nightclub, right? Yeah. Like a nightclub is not just it's not just where a group of gay people happen to be gathered. It's where a group of queer people were choosing to strut their stuff to
1: embrace to be pleasure to proud embrace joy. of their their very selves. I mean pride parades are one thing, but a club is somewhere where you you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be – and I think this is a thing that I really want to hone in on too, which is that I can't speak for every person who hates LGBT people. I don't know what's going through their brains. But one thing that I think is a big one for a lot of people, I believe it is a form of jealousy. Not of their identity, not of who they love, but so many people in religion – I grew up – look, I still have my relationship complicated, though it may be, with religion – But, as someone who grew up in religion, I can say with some degree of authority, that being religious is hard. You have all these rules you're told of things you can and cannot do, and you're not told why, really. You're told trust that it's a thing. And I think that there are these people who shut off natural parts of who they are time and time and time and time again... And develop this sense that everyone either has to feel how I feel, or I'm doing this for nothing.
0: Well, well, you know, you know what? How you know it's jealousy? Like, because you're so right about that, right? You know how you know it's jealousy because they refer to all of this stuff as temptations, right? Like, like what, like you know, if you, if you and, and again, I'm not. I'm you don't not, see anyone is, hating
1: on the Drinking acids Club. man i hate those people who drink acid i just wish no no one wishes that they could also drink acid but plenty of people wish that they could take acid right right (laughs) (laughs) Stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) the drink acid club um but no it's like yeah yeah exactly it's like it's like and and again i'm not this is not to paint a broad brush that says that, like, you know, to position, like, to position religion and queerness as intrinsically in opposition because Or to imply of,
1: that acts of violence against LGBT people are remotely just because of what there's plenty of atheists. Or
0: to people imply people that you're doing around. something wrong if you're not living a life of a hedonistic debauchery, even though but that is, what is my certainly mom, it's my It's right what my mom
1: says. Right? My mom but, says it's not about changing how she behaves in terms of... She, my mom doesn't drink alcohol. But it's about yeah. being like, okay, I'm done being, like secretly judgmental of people for drinking alcohol. I don't care anymore. It's that. It's that. Right. It's And I just think it's fascinating
0: the idea of referring to like, and when they talk about temptation, right? Like, it's like a woman wearing a slightly low cut shirt is like, that's like, she's temp- she's a temptress. And it's like, it's so projectioning It's so much projection. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like you have a libido and so you are feeling a certain way. You are choosing to not act on these desires that you have but like i do feel like for some people it turns into like jealous anger at people who do because it's like it has to be a virtue to resist or else why would you do it and so these people who
1: aren't resisting they're not virtuous and there's a there's a yeah like there's two right there's two there's two ways this hatred goes i've noticed generally speaking because a lot of it comes down to Let's be honest. A lot of it comes down fundamentally to, to a hatred, hatred of diverged women. Diverged, and I took the hatred less traveled. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a, it is, it's hatred of femininity. At its core, a yeah. lot of the time, that's true. I can't say hatred of women because women mean means so much. It can mean endless things. It is a hatred of the feminine. Be it gay men, not even though gay men have to be feminine but there's a stereotype in the eyes of the people who hate people or hatred of women hatred of the alpha men who take my women away hatred of what it's
0: so many like you of these can it, call a, lot,
1: it, a lot of incel culture it has a broad I, crossover i almost feel of, like
0: you could call it just a hatred of women right because like why do they hate trans true women they don't they even, don't they, in their they minds there's be- no difference. <laughs> They don't think that trans women are women, but they hate them because they're trying to be women, right? Like, they hate them for, yeah, for their femininity. And then they hate trans men because it's a betrayal of of womanhood. And, like, they yeah, I mean, we hate women so fucking much in our society that that is a foundational part of it. And so much of, like, what we consider to be debaucherous stems from stems from this idea of like we need people to be and women in particular to be chaste, and we need people to know their place and maybe that's that's like a good place to like really like drill into like so much of of hatred is about like we need to put people in their place and you see it in small ways too it's not just it, it doesn't start with like fucking hate crimes it starts like I don't know on fucking TikTok, right? Like we've been on TikTok, I've been on TikTok recently a lot. And like, you just see it in the way that somebody, like a woman will like post like a song she's writing. She's like a, f- a female singer songwriter and she'll post a song. Every single time someone has to comment, like don't quit your day job, you know? Like, oh, cringe, cringe. yeah. Oh yeah, cringe. Um, And it's like,
1: what is this impulse to put people in their place? It starts with humor and ends with execution every time. Always. Yeah. They always start by laughing. It's always laugh. It's why, it's why, and I'm bringing this bastard back one more time, it's why the Chappelle's and the Gervaises are so dangerous. It's why. Because the first thing you do to get to hatred is to lose
0: respect. Yeah, it's, it's it Contempt. I believe contempt is a bigger, is like more the foundation of hate crimes than like, you know, it it's fear is even. And it's it's funny because like we we refer to these things as phobias, and sometimes you even get like literal homophobes will be like, oh, it's not, I'm not homophobic because I'm not scared of you. Like Ooh. you literally see that. And it's like, whatever, you fucking semantic. And actually, like, I disagree, weirdo. they are. And it is, and it is fear. It is fear. Fear is part of it. But I think that fundamentally the thing that allows you to dehumanize someone to the point where you relish, you don't, you want to kill them or you relish in their death. There are people who celebrated the Club Q shooting. Of course there were. And it's contempt. It's, it's, you genuinely feel like these people aren't human. They're, they're beneath you. Well, I should toss out there, and this way. is a
1: little bit of a personal thing that, but it hit was, Please, my sister was living on this land rent free because there had, been, I'm not, again, I'm not going to go into the details of the agreement between them, but when I read the news of what had happened, which you're never supposed to read, the news about this stuff, it said that a squatter was killed. My sister was referred to as a squatter. And the comments on the page were just, well, I'm glad that this squatter's dead. And yeah. I just read that and I'm like, oh, they don't know. I didn't actually feel like upset because I was like, they don't fucking know
0: who this person was like right. I do. Squatter as a as a noun to just describe a person is it's an intentional. It's dehumanizing. dehumanizing.
1: Like, yeah. And like, that's the core of what this is, is that these people are dehumanizing us. And that's why things like this podcast are important. The reason the improv is important is for two things. One is to bring, it's take back humor.
0: Of course, of course, of course, this is all going to end with us loudly and, and lonely defending improv once no, more. But, it's, but
1: it's, it's, it's two things. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. it's, it's humor, of course. Yeah. Taking back humor because it's the first weapon of defense we have is humor. And the second thing is because humor can either lower or raise empathy depending on who's telling the joke. You can either use humor to draw someone in to let them understand you better and be like, oh, my God, there's not the, there's not, we're not that different, maybe. Or you can use it to say, oh, that person over there is different. It's funny. And second, and it kind of ties to the first, we need to help people be – we need to humanize ourselves. Yeah. I'm, peop- I'm not just a noun. My sister wasn't a noun. She was a fucking person. Yeah. I don't care what the circumstances were. And I do, in this circumstance, my sister, and I can just say this, I'll just say this, my sister didn't do something wrong. Yeah. And even if she had, she was more than, if she had, she still would be more than a noun. Yeah. And I think you look at these people at this club and we put their pictures up there and their names and we talk, but we don't talk about, we don't really know who they were. We still know a lot more about the, the shooter than we do about these individuals. We don't know their hobbies. We don't know what they did. We don't know their hopes and dreams. We don't know. We know their names. Names don't give us enough. It's why we can look at the six million names in the Holocaust and kind of just go, eh, you know, it's, it's terrible. They're names. But then you go to these places and you see like the wedding rings and shit and then it hits you that these are people. And we need to hu- we, peop- we need to be humanized because they're the, we have to do the opposite of what they're doing. And what they are doing is dehumanizing. We need to well, be speaking humanizing. Of,
0: speaking of doing the opposite, one thing that I have noted about you throughout this whole process with with your sister is the way in which you have taken into account the humanity of everybody involved yeah. including the person responsible for your sister for for killing your sister and you know and uh, this is not a prescription that anybody who has lost somebody needs to do this necessarily uh, not because, at all because like you know anger and even vengeance is i think there uh, can be an appropriate response everyone has but, their
1: response and but my mom and i for instance I... are grieving in very different ways Yes, 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 yes. We have similar relationships to the same person and our grief is different.
0: But it's something I've just noted about you is the way in which you never lose sight of people's humanity. And it's something that I think, I think there's something radical about your ability to acknowledge everyone's humanity. And I've always felt that way about you. But I mean, if it, it's never been put to the test quite like it was these past couple weeks well it
1: reminds me of i just i just happened to have watched everything everywhere all at once just like a few days ago for the first time and wonderful movie but one of the most radical things in it that really hit and it was the part with the with the with the husband who says "Ma, you think because i am kind that i'm ignorant i'm not naive i've lived as long as you have i choose to be kind that is the way i fight and the amount of people i found online at who all that speech like oh, the amount of amabs who came out of it being like that's how i feel and i've never been able to put it to words we need it's a, that's that is radical like for those who say oh feminine feminism rises men up it's why feminism raises men and women and anyone in between
0: yeah i mean it's 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 radical love is radical kindness that's what we need and by the way you brought up another idea earlier that i wanted to mention as well which is the idea of cringe let's fucking kill cringe cringe is poison it is reinforcing everything that we are trying to deconstruct and it you know it it reinforces neurotypical ideals it reinforces uh you know it reinforces every single box that we put people in we're like you should behave like this it's so awful and the husband and everywhere uh Everything, everywhere, all at once,
1: was cringe as fuck, and that's why he was the hero. Yeah, and, and I think that like one of the one of the things that I I just saw like a uh, I I was just watching this video like a game that was someone was playing, and in the game there's a girl in the game who she says uh, like she sings a song, and then she says that's word, she sings a song when she's when she's scared, and all the mm-hmm. comments at the live stream were like oh cringe cringe, or there are people saying oh my god that's so sweet, and I'm like. Not, that 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 that's all I need to know about humanity. There's two types of people when they respond to that.
0: Well, and we were talking about fear. We were talking about fear earlier. When, when Donald Trump was elected in 2016, my cousin, who this is the cousin who once uh, almost drowned me in a pool and. You know, m- mercilessly tormented me for
1: being girly. And if you Just- want to hear about that story, I'm sure at some point we'll talk about it on our Patreon, where you can get access to bonus episodes, extra content, including um, episodes of podcasts we tried to release before this one. And boy howdy, they howdy, they're crazy. Be sure to go subscribe. It's only five dollars a month. Anyway, continue. Um, our lives are a commodity, including my grief. When. <laughs>
0: Um, what was that horrible sound that just came out of my throat? <laughs> Did you hear that? I, f- I feel like the the vlog man who a demon just escaped. D- just escaped. Yes. Um, uh. Oh yeah. My my uh, my cousin. My cousin in in 2016 when Donald Trump was elected, he I don't think he voted for Donald Trump because he he positions himself as like a centrist. But he said he said he texted my other cousin that uh he's he's not like glad trump won but he's really enjoying the way that the libs are like all crying right now yeah and there is a certain kind of person who reacts to the idea of fear in the in a who who likes the idea of their enemies being terrified and you know what you know what you know what we what you call that? We call those we 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 call those people terrorists. People who like the idea of using fear to make a certain population of people scared. Like that's terrorism. And so it's like I'm not saying my cousin is a terrorist, don't fucking at me. But like I am saying that like the kind of that that we are
1: absolutely saying that well, I'm not. I'm not saying that here. It's like I'm not saying that comedians are murderers, but there is a link between laughing at someone and attacking them in the same way that you're not saying your cousin is a terrorist, but you are saying that your cousin's joy at the fear of others is the link, is the beginning of a chain that leads to that place for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm. Why do you think so co- many people from judgment center of the UK ended up going <laughs> into ISIS? It was a thing. It was a thing.
0: Well, and I guarantee you, I get, well, and that's also why radicalization pipelines, so many of them start in these, like, ironic internet uh, forums, yeah. right? Like, real radicalization pipelines oh, start with Oh, we're just these,
1: making jokes. We're just laughing.
0: With these guys sitting around rolling their eyes. You know, they talk about the blue-haired, like, feminists. They, they, they post pictures of, like, people crying, and they're like, oh, look at this cringe, cringe person- Fucking stop! Like, if you're a good, because good people sometimes jump on the cringe bandwagon. If you're a good person and you're using cringe, if you have empathy, if you don't like the idea of like relishing in people's fear and discomfort, uh, stop talking. Stop using cringe. Just stop saying
1: cringe. Cringe is dead. It also tends to be. It tends to be pretty ableist a lot of the time. Let's be honest. It's always yes, 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 yes. yes. It's always. Can we stop making fun of people for being different? Can we stop? Can we just stop? Unless that different is Nazi, in which case punch them in the face as hard as you can. Do not hold back. Just beat the shit out of them. Well, yeah. Kill fascists, obviously. Murder fascists. Yeah, murder fascists. Are we allowed to say that on the... On, is Spotify going to ban us for saying that? <laughs> I,
0: I mean, I don't think so. Uh, well, okay. Murder fascists.
1: Ha, ha, ha. This is parody. This ha, is ha, 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 ha. Huh. This is
0: joke, this is parody.
1: Yeah, as we all know, jokes never uh, are ways of speaking truth. Uh, um, We should we should do some improv. Improv it is. Um, and,
0: and what I was thinking, Ari, well, before we do some improv, uh, I do want to make sure you, if you have any final words, final thoughts that you want to get out. Uh, I know this is kind of a messy episode. I think that's appropriate considering that this is the what the fuck is happening arc. Yeah, um, um but anything
1: you want to throw out there. Like I said before, I wish that I had some profound way to describe what I'm feeling that hasn't been used before. But I'm going to say what literally Every person who ever loses someone close to them says, which is appreciate the people you have in your lives because you do not know how long they will be in your lives. I do not feel regret for what I didn't do, but I am bummed that I now can't show my sister my podcast, can't talk to her about my identity feelings and hers. So many years that I had planned to talk to her are now gone. Appreciate people in your life. And here's a big one. Don't just assume that the LGBT people in your life are safe or that they don't feel fear, if you're have, if you not queer, or even if you are queer and you know someone in your life who is queer, check in on them, especially given what just happened. It's, it affects all of us. And yeah. don't just assume because you weren't, that they weren't there, that they aren't feeling it. You know? And don't just assume because you're not feeling something that someone you're close to is not in pain. And oftentimes people don't talk about this pain. So talk to people in your life, ask if they're doing okay, show them how you're feeling. And don't, frankly, don't be afraid to tell people who you love and appreciate who you know will respond well about your feelings. Cause God damn it. I wish I told my sister I was queer. Yeah. I will also say that I really appreciate you, Charlie, um, being here for me during this. Cause this has been the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I don't, I would never have had the strength to come on a podcast and talk about this or to talk about this with most people in any way if it wasn't with you. It makes me feel a lot safer. And I hope that I also make you feel safe because that's what we need right now is to help each other feel safer. You do
0: make me feel safe. Um, and, you know, I mean, you, it, it one thing that what happened with your sister made one reaction it gave me was this desire to hold my siblings very close yeah. um and i consider you one of my siblings and um
1: yeah and i, I having I'm, I'm glad you're here having lost an older sister i'm glad i i can still have one here and with that Time for some improv comedy. Woo! <laughs>
0: so we had a, we, we talked about a lot of different things this episode, and I'm pretty sure there's only one trauma we mentioned in this entire episode of traumas where it would be appropriate to do improv about it.
1: All right, let's do it. So
0: let's... Uh, Let's, oh let's, god uh, let... My
1: sister's dead <laughs> <laughs> Get off my property. Um... The only the only improv appropriate. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. You're excited for the birthday party, Jimmy? Um. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm really excited. We got the birthday cake with all the candles. We've got mm-hmm. the. We've got the, the the presents all wrapped up, ready for you. We got eight hundred balloons to celebrate the hundred balloons for every year old you are. Um. Uh. Uh. Aunt Tammy. Yes, Jimmy. I actually wanted to <laughs> talk to you about. About one of those things that you just oh. mentioned. Oh, it's okay if you want. We can we can take the presents away and we can return all of them. You don't have to have gifts. No, I'm actually the presents. I'm very happy with. I'm oh, very happy with. Okay, the... it's a cho- you don't like chocolate cake, do you?
0: Ow! <laughs> sorry, sorry, Aunt Dammy. I just got a terrible <laughs> in my leg. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to react so violently <laughs> to that because because no, it actually is not the chocolate cake. It's um. <sighs> It's actually, it's the candles on the cake. Um, I'm terrified of fire. And I've never admitted this to anybody before, but I am absolutely terrified of fire. And just the idea- That's kind of
1: awkward because we also brought out 800 lanterns
0: to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you said balloons. You said Balloons. But I've noticed that the things you're blowing up are actually, they're more like lanterns. You're putting candles
1: into them. Well, some I, children get scared of popping and we didn't want to come. So we thought uh, 800 uh, active flames would make I, way I, more sense. I specifically Definitely asked for More balloons. people on average are scared of balloons and fire. <laughs> I
0: specifically asked for balloons and you've created lanterns. And I mean, the cake... Is There's so many candles. I mean, I'm eight years old, and there's so many candles, and you're gonna make me lean over. Well, you see
1: the way. Our, remember the family tradition? We start with a hundred candles, and we take everyone off for every year you're probably going to live. We're, and, we're okay. optimistic. We're an optimistic family.
0: That's uh, that is actually that brings me to the second thing.
1: <laughs> yes. What is that?
0: I don't love this tradition of us really cementing the idea of mortality every birthday. I understand because I am eight, so I am old enough just barely barely. to really glean the fact that life is finite. But I don't love the idea of we have all decided collectively. Well, it is your birthday. We 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 are going to have a
1: fine night. (laughs) (laughs) Aunt Tammy. See, the only way to talk about, the only way to express, to really think about the finality of life is to it's to make light of it, constantly.
0: Ah, ah, ah. sorry, you said lighter,
1: and I just, I, I had a, a moment of panic. Why are you so afraid of, of fire, Jimmy? What happened that, that caused you to have this fear, other well, than the very reasonable fear of death by smoke inhalation?
0: It only takes, you know it only takes one trauma, Aunt Tammy, to create a lifetime of PTSD and my trauma begins in kindergarten when I'm when I was five years old.
1: Three years prior.
0: Um. Okay. Uh. 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 uh, uh, uh Mr. Hansen, what's the homework gonna be? Yes, kindergarten homework. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just curious what the homework's gonna be. Yes. Stop. Stop. Don't get mad at me. Don't stop, stop getting mad at me for asking about the homework. Yes. He wasn't going to forget. As you know,
1: in the modern era, with all the fears, traumas, agony, illness, and rampant death that young children have been exposed to in the modern era, especially with all the horrible, horrible events that take place in schools like this, when we thought the best thing we could do was to distract children with a little bit of homework. And why not start them young? I always say, too busy to get violent when you're writing your math. Anyway, the homework for tonight, little Jimmy, is going to be basic math
0: problems. Oh uh, God damn it, Jimmy. He was gonna forget,
1: yeah, Jimmy. stop Thank reminding you. him. It had slipped my mind and probably never would have thought about it again. But now that you've mentioned it, it's a class tradition. I'll never forget now. Thank you, Jimmy. Homework is because of you. Everyone, let's all thank Jimmy for helping us to have homework. Wow, Jimmy,
0: you're really on fire today. <laughs> Making all of us have homework when we didn't want it? Yeah, Jimmy, you're really on fire.
1: You're fu- you're fucking- you, you know what? I like that. Jimmy, from now on, we're going to call you Fireman. Fireman! Fireman,
0: and every time we call you, every time we call you fireman, Jimmy, you'll know it's a signifier of the fact that we all think you're a fucking narc, and we despise you, and you're gonna spend years in social ostracization. Oh my God! You know what you are, Jimmy? You're cringe, Jimmy. You're cringe.
1: I, 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 as you can tell, uh, I'm I'm very busy screaming "fireman." I'm not hearing any of what the children are saying. I don't to children, except for this once. Uh, this happened to be the one time I heard the fucking kids.
0: So yeah, that's um, that that's my trauma. That's that why and I that and when your fire. dog
1: burned down. Those were the two events.
0: Yeah, when my dog burned down.
1: <laughs> I I I I don't know what happened. Well, remember um, your your. Your 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 fort, your treehouse fort that looked like a dog. We called it the dog and then it burned down. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, animal and- death isn't funny, but treehouse burning is absolutely hilarious.
0: Yeah, my dog my dog burned down and um that that is of course what we say when we mean that my treehouse was burned the and then of course of course it also destroyed my parents orchard, which is why my parents both had to go to Go back to work. It's why they, I
1: mean it's probably why they divorced, sweetie. It's it's it, it is
0: probably why they divorced <laughs> and also why neither of them are here right now. They're both at work because their their lucrative orchard business failed.
1: Well, well, little Jimmy. See, that's why I think there's two ways that we can look at this. This could be uh, a problem. Oh no, there's eight hundred and ninety-two active flames in this room right now <laughs> or we can say oh there's 892 flames in here and i'm still breathing and the house hasn't burned up maybe fire's not so bad uh, um uh this is the other
0: okay you, thank you for reminding me though aunt tammy because you got me a little distracted with that story i i forgot... You reminded me that I wanted to bring this up. Why do we think I'm only going to why do you think why do we think ninety-two years old is when I'm going to die? No, no,
1: no. It's I just never understand. It's ninety-two minus eight. It's a hundred it's a hundred minus There You're ninety-two left. I established that. It's a very reasonable round number. Right. Why do we think that? Where does that come from? How do we
0: calculate the cause I mean? my older sister it it it's really sad when we oh i didn't even mean to make this an older sister joke
1: <laughs> <laughs> i Let was legit this. like damn this is some dark comedy
0: never mind i don't have siblings <laughs> yeah, um,
1: <laughs> not anymore it's tragic <laughs> <laughs> and and the candles were completely correct yeah the uh it's you know it's it's true like you want to know how we know when every person is going to go uh-huh. Come with me, Jimmy. Oh my gosh. Oh, we that's probably offensive. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, one second, one second, one second. Where is not
0: offensive, us. Aunt Aunt Tammy, sorry. You you left on Monty Python's Holy Grail. Let oh. me just turn this off real yes, quick. Yes. Um, um, weird movie to be playing for an eight-year-old too. That's a, that's the third thing I wanted to criticize you for, Aunt Tammy. <sighs>
1: You ever heard of the, the 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 anime Death Note? Not really. Wow, that would have made this way I, better. Death and I'm Note. sorry, like I
0: know that's like a no, but you know, which okay, is not well. Let me tell
1: you, in Death not Note,
0: great in improv, but I truly don't know anything about in, Death in Note. In Death
1: Note, there's a uh, a character has a book, and they can write down a name, and the circumstance, and a date, and they can basically just kill anyone they want. Hmm. And you see, my husband, your uncle, your Uncle Monty, and he's the reason why we have uh, Monty Python. He also, a famous explorer named Uncle Monty. Wasn't that something we already already had? No, that's from, that's from, that's from that book. (laughs) I was like, isn't that our, Yeah,
0: Uncle Monty, Uncle Monty, who was, who was, of course, uh, who was, of course, killed
1: horribly by the dastardly Count Olaf. (laughs) You ever wondered who his his wife was? It's me. Um, he found a book. He found a book, and this book, um, it it, it it already has all the names written down.
0: Oh, so so we, so wait, we he
1: found like an old book with everyone's that, that... name. All the all of our family's names were in it with the with the date and circumstance. I know when and how you're going to die, Jimmy. It tells you how. Yeah, of course. Pretty useless if it didn't. Well, this is really
0: disturbing to me, Aunt Tammy. I'll be really? honest with you. Really? You just learned you're gonna live to a hundred, and you're
1: disturbed? I'm disturbed knowing that 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 that, that death is is preordained. That How do you think I feel? I'm gonna die at a birthday party in a horrible fire. <laughs> Wait, when? Have you checked the date? Not really.
0: <laughs> we actually we cut now to, um. Mr. (laughs) Hanson. Still giving them homework. Three years later. Hey, uh, John, John, it's me. It's Prince, Princess. Princess Diane. What are you
1: doing here? The year is 1996. God, we can't stop talking about death. Can we? (laughs) Or Diane. Apparently The second hand prophecy where she's shown up.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. Um, listen, it, I'm, it's it's me. It's the principal of the school.
1: Principal Diane.
0: <laughs> principal Diane. Um, and I just I I I need to talk to you for a second. I'm ready. Go ahead. What is it, Principal? Uh, students keep leaving your classroom with these really just kind of demeaning nicknames, and really, we've been hearing some reports that you're the one who's labeling the kids like or at the very least we've heard that you're the one who chants the name and kind of gets it solidified and we're a little concerned
1: honestly but like nicknames are cool that's why all the kids call me slimy hansen because because you know i like i like i watch musicals and on youtube they're called slime tutorials slimy hansen not because my skin is greasy and i don't i don't shower enough
0: listen slimy hansen is you remember when you and i were kids and we were going to school
1: together yes of course how could I forget those years? Best years of my life. That's really sad. Do you remember? Jesus Christ, that's sad. <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> best yeah, years remember... of my life, elementary
0: school. Well, especially since we just went to kindergarten together. We just went to kindergarten together. Do you remember when you were five, that incident that best happened in classroom? Best year of my life, classroom? yes. Well, you're calling it the best year of your life, but think back really hard to that day in the classroom.
1: Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. All righty, well... Uh I have to God damn, I I'm, love living in the eighties. Yeah, I was about to say it's I'm so I'm radical. In, I was about to say I'm Wait, cutting my no short. I just clarify that the modern day is nineteen ninety seven. He's young. He's like a twenty year old. All right, eighty it is. I
0: I was about to say listen, oh listen, uh Jim, is your name Jim Hansen? Is that what I named you? Uh yeah it is. No uh, relation Jim.
1: to any future Jimmies.
0: Jim, uh, you've gotten the date wrong again. You keep getting the date wrong. Um, Anyway, What
1: year year is it, guys? I'm fine. I don't know how we a calendar.
0: Well, if you'd let me get my sentence out.
1: Never. (laughs) All I I was
0: going to say is that I. What I was going to say is that I have to cut class short so I can go vote for President Eisenhower. (laughs) (laughs) Which would have established everything we needed to know.
1: Man, living in the 80s is radical.
0: You 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 just don't understand. You don't. Why don't you know what year you live in? Yeah, yeah, Jim. Why don't you know what year you live in? Are you fucking what? You fucking you you fucking you you need a calendar? Why you do you need a so calendar, mean to Jimmy? Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Calendar Jimmy. That's what we'll call you, Calendar Jimmy. <laughs> I love that. That's such a funny nickname because he's such an idiot. He'd make the worst calendar in the world.
1: There's calendar,
0: only, Jimmy. There's only two calendar ways I can
1: take this. Jimmy. I can either calendar crumble Jimmy. under the weight of my embarrassment, or I can choose to assume this is a good thing. This is got to be the best year of my life, even though I don't know what year that was. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, I was just thinking about, about t- five years ago. I think it was like, I think it was like five years ago, probably something like that. I don't remember how long ago it was.
0: <laughs> Wait, no, this is still the past, Jimmy.
1: Oh, I, I'm confused about what year it is.
0: Yeah, you're, you're so confused about what year it is, you don't even know when you're having a memory. I just want to say it's me. Um, It's me, you know, your classmate, Diane. I just want you to know that my parents are telling me that we're going to move to a different school district next year. And oh, I'm not going to no. be here with you anymore.
1: Wow, this is going to be the worst year ever. Ever
0: but here, take this, take this conch shell to remind you of that day on the beach when we both had our first kiss.
1: Wow, this is the best year ever with
0: different people.
1: this is the worst we, year ever
0: and then we talked about it, and then we talked about it, and we we talked together about how exciting it was to have our first kiss.
1: This is the best year ever. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? what?
0: What, Jimmy? What? What? Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, what are you, what are you, are you having a, by the way, is your, so your name's Jimmy and the student, your student's name is Jimmy? Maybe that's
1: why I always, I always saw myself in him. I thought, I like my nickname, surely another Jimmy would like his. Jimmy. How is fireman a bad nickname? Every kid wants to be a fireman, right?
0: I can't help but notice that you're still wearing that conch shell I gave you in kindergarten around your neck. This old thing?
1: (laughs) Forgot I was wearing it but never
0: forgot I th- why
1: i was wearing it
0: <laughs> i think i think you maybe need to let go of the past i think you maybe you're the one need- who just
1: asked me to remember
0: my past i know but it's because you you really you're hanging on to trauma without even realizing you've been traumatized and you're passing that here's the thing i don't care what you- you're an adult how you deal with trauma is between you Here, and your therapist. Walk with
1: me down the suburban road outside the school while we talk for reasons that'll become clear very shortly.
0: Okay, we'll walk down this road together. You're an adult, I don't care, but you cannot pass your trauma on to other younger Jimmies in your class. You hear me? You cannot keep
1: traumatizing the children because you can't deal with your own trauma. Maybe you're right. Maybe I've maybe I've been passing on. I've been so carelessly tossing around. Things that I've just been—these nicknames, these, these memories—that I've been traumatizing a whole new generation of Jimmys. Pull this conch shell off. Maybe I need to stop. It's generational. It's generational it's trauma. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe instead of generational, I need to be inspirational. Let me just throw this conch shell. So he conch shell. Oh my God! It hit! It hit the lantern. The lantern. There's fire. Oh my God, Aunt Tammy,
0: wait, a, conch wait, shell like, just came, a conch shell just came through the window and knocked one of the
1: lanterns over and now the house is on fire. It's like someone just tossed some, some just carelessly tossed their trauma and our con. oh my God, the whole house is on fire.
0: Wait, Aunt Tammy. Yes? Our fate is not predetermined by the stars. You are not going to die today because I refuse to accept that we don't have free will. I'm taking you with me. You've given me the information. And now I can take that information and I can use it to save your life and change death's plan. The book, the
1: fire's catching, the book's caught on fire. Maybe, maybe there is a chance. Come with me, Aunt Tammy. (sighs) But what about, what about the millions of dollars that I have in the basement that I was going to give you as your gift to save your family from the horrible poverty that they're currently in? Here, I'll go get the money. No, no, Aunt Debbie, wait! No. <laughs> what? what is it? What? I'll go get the
0: money. But, but then, you might burn. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe, maybe the book is still true. Maybe I'll live to be a hundred.
1: But if the book's true, then I have to die. And if it's false, then you could die. Exactly. And maybe we should just within- both leave. Maybe we should both leave. <laughs> We should
0: both leave the house, you're right, you're right Wait, 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 we shouldn't go back for the money We should just leave, like What
1: are we doing? As the two leave the building Leaving A small group of small screaming children Behind who are attending the birthday party We cut I don't know why I third Wait, 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 wait Wait, 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 wait Before you cut before you cut, I don't know why Jimmy, I third personed it, but I thought it just needed a narrator. That Jimmy, moment.
0: Jimmy, Jimmy grabs hold of all of his classmates, lifts them up onto his shoulders, and carries them out of the fire. Fireman! man! Fireman! Fire man! Fireman! Fire man! Fire fire man!
1: Man! We cut to Egypt, <laughs> three hundred years prior, where a man is just finishing writing the last the last line of a book that will one day be found by a man named Uncle Monty, who was then tragically killed by the conniving Count Olaf. <laughs> as, as a white man who's traveling to Egypt, that's right, it's not some weird exotic book. I'm just a traveler and I'm writing this book. My, my name's John. I'm John, the whitest man. No, I'm also Jimmy. I, I'm i the first Jimmy.
0: Yeah, 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 You're you Jimmy.
1: I was the first Jimmy who's writing this book. <sighs> Life has always seemed like it's, but thrown at me. It's always seemed to me like I never had a choice in the matter, so everything's preordained. I'm gonna pass on the traumatic feelings I have into this book. The first, the first, you know, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what the fuck I'm going with. (laughs) I (laughs) don't know. Hey, 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 Jimmy. Yes. Maria. Um,
0: I just want to say that your handwriting is terrible. (sighs) I don't think anyone reading this Will be able to accurately see like what's written in the book, like this part. This part looks like you said, uh, "like burns in a fire."
1: But, yeah, the, the I can sort of see it,
0: but but what it actually says, what it, what it actually says is um killed by Mr. Hanson. <laughs> Five minutes after a fire. Five minutes after a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I'm just worried that that if you're trying to predict the future, no one's going to be able to understand it. Ah, uh. <sighs> nope. Huh. The- Jimmy's always had terrible handwriting. Yeah, <laughs> the worst handwriting of all time. Well, that's why we call him. That's why we call him. Scribble, Jimmy.
1: Scribble,
0: Jimmy. <laughs> Scribble, Jimmy. Scribble, Jimmy. Scribble, Jimmy.
1: Well, I'm gonna bottle this paint up and pass it on to someone many years in the future from now.
0: Anyways, Aunt Tammy, I'm so glad we're safe. <sighs> oh, look, here comes my teacher and my principal, Mr. Hanson. I want to introduce you to my
1: aunt. Cuts to black. The end. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop, believe that's a black. wow, that kind of blew, but also, maybe it was good
0: I, I think we just don't we well, it blew out the candles, that's for sure,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: um, I don't think we know what happened, you know it, I think I like that we left it as a question if there's free will, there's no reason for Mr. Hansen to attack and Tammy that we established, so if there's free will. Everything is fine if there's not free will
1: then something well, we're went all down. Something anyway. goes down there yeah it doesn't matter we're all fucked yeah so y'all uh I think the moral of this story is who fucking knows what's going on who the we fuck, don't what the, the fuck, fuck is, is going, going on? on that yes that's the that's the the message of this this improv and uh I think we thread we threaded a very a very fine needle between is this okay and is it not it's my grief and I want it now. <laughs> anyway, um,
0: I think that season three of this podcast is going to be filled with a lot of fear and anger. And I think that's okay. And I think the one thing that I've been super worried about this podcast since the beginning is I've been worried that it's cringy. And I've said that several times on the show, and I'm just I'm fucking done with that. I'm Ironically, fucking, I I've feel... never thought we were cringy. I've always thought we were badass. Um, but like I think we that's need that's my feel... strength. <laughs> that is your strength and your curse. We need to feel how we're feeling. Like you, you need to be able to express how you are feeling about the fucked up, stupid, random, violent thing that happened to your family that did not need to happen. Yeah, and and I need to be able to feel how I feel about balloons.
1: I'll just say this. A lot of people have been trying to comfort themselves and me, and that's fair by talking about how maybe shit is meant to happen it happens for a reason. You know, that's how people can comfort themselves. And I, I don't prescribe to that idea. For me, the beauty of the fact that everything just kind of happens and nothing happens for a reason things just happen is that means that they don't have to. Nothing has to happen. We can't change what happened. What happened happened, but we can take what happened and build. We can either tear apart based on that or we can build. And I want to take- Until what... until Mr.
0: Hansen pulls the pin out of that grenade.
1: Yeah. And who There knows is a Mr. world Hansen? in which he doesn't have to. And who knows if he has one or not. We'll never know. <laughs> so we can either live in fear of the Mr. Hansons of the world. Or, I don't know, we can enjoy making fun shit and taking care of each other and having a good time and stand up for people who uh, are... I was trying to make some metaphor at the improv. People who are f- having a hard fucking time, okay? I don't got any metaphors for you. I want to re-emphasize
0: for people listening that um, we always put resources in the description of our show for uh, uh, queer people who are vulnerable, who are grieving, who are in dangerous situations. There are resources out there. We always put them in the episode description. If you need anything, uh, you can also always email our show. If you uh, need to reach out to people, we can't like guarantee what like how quickly we'll see an email but i want to try to respond to anybody who ever reaches out
1: and uh yeah um and i think i want to end by saying one thing be safe out there i want to end by saying one thing to those in the audience who are either not queer we have we have non-queer listeners and or people who are queer but have any position of privilege that they are aware of you are a resource Remember that you are a resource, and that if you know someone in your life who is suffering or who needs help, don't be a bystander in that situation. Be Understand that you have the power of being a resource. Your privilege can be a power to give a resource to those who don't have it. So... I wish that my sister had had more resources than she had so things didn't end up the way that... I wish all of her friends had had more resources than they had or maybe that they thought they had. I know a lot of them didn't have close relationships with their families that they could reach out to because, you know, it's hard being a trans person. One of them talked to my mom afterward and said, you know how much it means that you refer to Emma by her chosen name? My mom said, why wouldn't? Of course I do. That's her. And there was a pause and then she said, you know how nice it is to hear a mom say that. Be a resource for people. Stop fucking cringing. Cringing is the only cringe left. And just be kind to people because it's the hardest time right now. And be sure, always laugh with, never laugh at. Those are my messages for today.
0: Um, and my my only message is kind of a non sequitur. And it's it's actually just like a... It's just a, 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 a basically a noun, um, and it's to refer, of course, to the uh, authoritarian power in the East in uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Balloonlessness, which is uh which is, uh, <laughs> which is um, <laughs> the only word I is n- balloonlessness, <laughs> which is a uh, Mordor fascists, Mordor
1: fascists. Yeah, I think that. Uh- you know, many fascists are. There were a lot of fascists in mortar. They were mortar fascists. Mortar fascists. They were mortar fascists every day. There were mortar fascists in every way. There are mortar fascists on the street. There were mortar fascists with my feet. Mortar fascists with a bat. Mortar fascists wherever they at. That's what they were.
0: Um. All right. We uh. We kid. We kid. Um. But now but we adult. We adult. We adult. We adult. Yeah. Well, wait. What? <laughs> What time
1: is it? Whoa, what year is it, Whoa. Jimmy? <laughs> oh, see y'all next. I think next time. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have a book. I actually have a book that says this is the end of this podcast. <laughs> Yes Androgyny was conceived, recorded, and produced by Ari Borhanian and myself, Charlie Monroe. This show is released bi-weekly every other Monday. If you want more content or you care to support the show, we can be found at patreon.com slash yesandrogyny, where we will be posting an extra episode of bonus content, plus other fun surprises at least every off week. Also, follow us on Twitter at yesandrogyny for more updates. This show is co-produced by New 32 Productions, an independent North Carolina media company that Ari and I are both heavily involved with. You can find New 32 on YouTube at youtube.com new32. That's N-E-W-3-2. Our music was composed by Florify, F-L-O-R-I-F-Y whose link tree can be found in the episode description. Our theme song is Riff in A by Garrett Stein Cerusi, who plays the guitar on the track, with additional arrangement, instrumentation, and mastering also by Florify. Our cover art is by the inimitable Izzy Pereira, who can be found on Twitter at Izzy Squeaksy. That is I-Z-Z-Y-S-Q-U-E-A-K-Z-Y. Lastly, but not leastly, Ari can be found on Twitter at MetaJokerMusic, where they post about their myriad music and webcomic writing projects, including their epic fantasy adventure webcomic in the vein of Redwall that is uh, so good. It's called Mothorial. They co-created it with our cover artist, Izzy, and it is posted weekly. So definitely check that out. It's super rad. Charlie, meanwhile, is a little bit shy and is going to refrain from posting a handle for the time being. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. That concludes the credits. See you in two weeks or sooner if you join our Patreon. Bye!